Welcome to the Offer Letter Podcast, the place where real career coaches and HR professionals prepare you to answer job interview questions. I'm your host and interview coach, Michael Manzano, here to help you get your offer letter. Today's question is, why our company? Now, I know that interviews are about the company getting to know you, but they also want to know why you like them. You know, it's not just about you anymore. It's also about them. I mean, do you really know what the company is about? I'm not talking about knowing all the ins and outs of the company and having VP level understanding. But do you even care where you have applied to? Are you that person sending out 20 resumes a day on Indeed or LinkedIn to every company and their mother's companies and their mother's mother's companies as long as they have a job opening? So how can you show that you're interested in the company, that you're interested in them? Joining us again from California is AJ Eckstein, who personally interviews recruiters for a living as the host and creator of the Final Round podcast, where he speaks with recruiters at top companies like Facebook and LinkedIn and Airbnb to help you advance past the final round. So AJ, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you on here today. Thanks so much again. Let's dive right into it. I mean, why do recruiters ask this question, why our company? So I think the first thing that I think is very important for, for your audience is that this question is not just asked by recruiters, but also hiring managers, because the main thing that they are testing on, on both sides is A, you know, how badly do you really want this role at this company? And do you know how we are different than our competitors? A lot of companies out there, as big of a name as you might think it is, or you might put it on a pedestal in your own mind, think of it as a dream company. A lot of the companies seem and really are very similar. It could be in the tech world, like the, the FANG or Facebook, Apple, or Amazon, Netflix, Google, or the consulting companies or the top investment banks. So you really need to do your research and prove to these both recruiters and hiring managers that you not only want to work in the industry, like investment banking, but you really want this specific company because you should really make the company understand that this is your dream role, if that really is your dream role, and especially your dream company. So I think the biggest thing that you can do it's really proved to them that you did your research. And it's not just five seconds uh, looking through the company page on, let's say, their website or on LinkedIn, but it's spending a lot of time to really understand how the company is different. And if let's say that you have three interviews in one week, the main prep that's going to happen is really going to be that company research. Because at the end of the day, if I ask Michael, tell me about your leadership skills or tell me about a time where you dealt with conflict, those for the most part are going to be the same responses. But if I say why our company, that's going to be different. And that's why they ask the question. And that's so true. And you know what? Companies like to feel special, just like people. I mean, if you were to go to your partner, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, you know, husband, wife, whatever it is, I mean, and they ask you, like, why do you love me? Why, why are you interested in me? You're not going to say things like, I, I'm interested in you because I'm very organized, because, you know, I am, I'm a people person, right? Are you going to say that you are a great cook? You know, you are beautiful, all those kinds of things. And same thing when you're talking to a company, you want to talk about those things that, you know, make them feel special as well, because it shows that you are very interested in the company. So, and I love, I love the analogy. Sorry to jump in for a second. I love the analogy you brought up of, of dating because I really do think recruiting is a lot like dating. And we had a recruiter on our podcast, the final round, I was a recruiter from Facebook. And she said, and she gave the analogy of recruiting being like, uh, like dating, and you have to be careful with showing a lot of interest, but also showing that you're desperate. 
Because even if you have a dream company, if you come to me and say that this is the only opportunity you have in your, in your recruiting pipeline and you're obsessed with Google and you have Google written all over your bedroom background and this and that, <laughs> it's almost just too much. And it's the same thing with dating, right? If you, you, know, you almost want to seem that other people are interested in you and the other person's lucky to, to you know, have an opportunity to speak to you. So you know, I would say walk a fine line between, between being very interested and also being desperate. Oh, very true. Very true. AJ, did you just describe your room with Google pasted all, you know, you know what it could, <laughs> it could have been during, uh, during recruiting. And I, I am a, I am a very visual person. And when I was going through recruiting, I actually made a LinkedIn post about this a few weeks ago that, you know, the more visual you can be in this really tough job recruitment process, the better. And I actually made the uh, lock screen on my, on my phone, uh, a couple pictures of the different company logos that I had final rounds at just to really envision myself there. Because a lot of times people put these companies on pedestals and they already are, are self-rejecting themselves and saying they're never going to work there. So really being visual and saying you can do something, but also not being obsessed with just one company. And if you don't get that company, your life is over. Yeah, visualizing things is such a strong tactic, especially when you are searching for jobs. AJ, why, why don't you tell us some other tips and tricks that people can use to answer this question? So if I had an upcoming interview with a, a certain company, whether it was an internship or a job, the first three places I would look to really do the necessary company research is first starting with the company website. And I'm not saying to just quickly scroll through their homepage, but I'm talking about really doing almost like an, invest, like an investigation or a deep dive of this company. And my favorite page on the company website for these types of interviews is the about page or the about section because you're going to learn, learn more about why the company was founded, who are the leaders, uh, do they have any funding, especially if it's a startup, uh, do they have funding, what's the dollar amount, and what series are they on, are they on series A, series B, series C, are they pre-seed, family and friends round, whatever it may be, and then also on the about page, a lot of times they'll have either success stories or case studies, and this is the best time to really see how their clients are benefiting, and using those case studies as back pocket you know, parts of your interview, whatever uh, the question is asked. I would say the second part is the company LinkedIn page. This is a great way because a lot of times the marketing team will really push out what's going on with the company. So you can get great things like updates with, uh, with funding. Maybe they, the company recently had some M&A or mergers and acquisitions activity. They recently uh, acquired a smaller company. It could be that they were recently featured in the Wall Street Journal Whatever it may be, if it's something that is big, it is going to likely be on their LinkedIn page, as well as new uh, jobs and different opportunities. So I would say LinkedIn page is number two. And especially make sure once you have those target companies that you're recruiting for, hit the follow button. So you're actually not going to miss an update in the future. And the last place is just Google News. So you just go on Google and type in Google News and you look and you type in the company, let's just say Facebook, because we're talking about Facebook a second ago, you're going to find any time this company was mentioned on Google, it could be funding, a press release, M&A activity, uh, you know, positive as well as negative PR, uh, a YouTube video of an interview of a recruiter, maybe on the final round podcast. It really could be anything, um, but that's the best place to not miss anything. And again, I think it's a fine line between doing a lot of really good research, but also you shouldn't spend 15 hours knowing every single line and memorizing on their website. So be careful with spending too much time, but make sure that you go deep on certain parts to use as back pocket items when answering questions like why, you know, Google or why Amazon. So AJ, let's say that somebody forgot to do their, their research. I mean, there's so many people that, I mean, this is such a simple thing to do, 
but there's so many people that forget to do that. So let's say that somebody's in their interview just waiting in the lobby to get called into their interview. They've got five minutes and they forget, oh, I have to do research. So they pop on their phone and they quickly do some research. What do you think are one or two main things that they should just look at right away and know for this question? Well, I would say, first of all, hopefully no one has that, uh, that issue, because if you, you know, you're not going to get an interview in the same day, they're going to say, uh, you know, you need to interview today, you should have some lead time and hopefully that you can come really well prepared because, you know, even if you find a couple good nuggets or facts in those five minutes in the interview, you know, waiting lobby that might help you. But if you have candidate to come in who did a few hours of research and just blows the interviewer out of the water with the amount of knowledge they know about the company, what's going on, what has occurred in the past and what is on the table for the future, it's really hard to compete and you're not going to be able to stand apart. So I would say hopefully that, you know, no one really falls into that, to that issue. But I think of course, you know, anything could happen. Maybe you had some, you know, some issues going on and you didn't have time to prepare. So I would instantly go to the company's website and go straight to the about section and quickly read about, you know, why they were founded, what's going on, look at any PR case studies. And especially I think the biggest thing is looking at their core values or their mission. Because every company is getting steered by a leader, usually the CEO, and they're going in a certain direction and trying to actually execute a, a vision or a mission. Um, and a lot of companies have core values that they really believe in. And every decision that they make at the company needs to follow these values or missions. Like, for instance, Patagonia, they don't want to just be a, a retail brand, but they really want to help the environment. And if you didn't know that, that is an issue going into the interview, right? Or for Accenture, they have six core values. If you didn't mention those or you said three core values instead of six, it shows that you didn't do your research. So I would say, again, if you only have a few minutes, the company website, the about page will be your best friend. And you know what? I guess if you learned one thing today from this episode to do your research, right? plan ahead, do your research. Don't wait till the last second. AJ, could you give us an example of how you would answer this question? Absolutely. And, and I guess right before I, I dive into that answer, I think Another great analogy is imagine if I'm about to be on this podcast, right? And you didn't do the research about myself and what I'm doing. It's, it's going to come off as you didn't do your, your necessary research. You came unprepared and I'm not going to have the best experience. It's the same thing in an interview. It's very obvious if you did the necessary research or not. So just a quick little tip there. Treat it like a podcast interview. Pretend that you are the host. Pretend that you're, the, you're Michael and you're the host of the offer letter. How would you do your research? Would you do your research, right? For the guests coming on, of course you would. So treat it like a podcast interview. And to answer your, your initial question of, of giving an example, I'll go ahead and give an example for Accenture because I actually work in strategy and consulting at Accenture currently. So I thought it'd be a great um, example to use for this interview question. So if I were to dive in, into this question, I would really break it out into two parts. I would break it out first into what really intrigues me about the culture at Accenture. And then second of all, the scope of work. And I think the first thing with Accenture, the name Accenture means there's an accent on the future. And it really does come into play with what they're doing internally with the culture and the people and the type of work that they are working on. So on the culture side, I actually spent a ton of time networking with different Accenture professionals. For instance, Jake Gordon, who's out of the New York office, and Amanda Seal, who is out of the LA office. And they both were just sharing how they are valued as an individual and they're not just another number in a machine, like a lot of other companies just try to grind out their professionals. And this actually goes very much in line with their six core values of Accenture, uh, the main one being respect for the individual. And I really want to start my career at a company that I'm valued at, that even if I'm in a room 
with a managing director or a client, if I have something insightful to add, I don't want to just be taking notes. I want to really go ahead and add. And what they've shared is that you are treated like an individual, not just a number. I would also say that Accenture is a great company in that they are run by a female CEO. They're extremely big on diversity and inclusion. And actually, the student organization that I started at USC called the Latino Business Student Association had a corporate recruiting event with Accenture. And they brought a ton of folks from the company who actually lead a couple ERGs or employee resource groups. And I was able to, as well as our members, meet a ton of the different professionals, learn more about what they're doing with their client work, and also talk about the main focus on diversity and inclusion, which in my uh, opinion is so important to really change the lens of of the business landscape. Um, So that's more on the culture side. And then on the scope of work side, I think one of the things that makes Accenture unique is that they are one of the largest consulting firms in the world. They have over half a million employees, which when I read that number, I was shocked. I mean, half a million, it's literally the size of, 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 a, of a state or a city, which is insane. <laughs> and then, you know, I saw that they're publicly traded. And I think that when you compare Accenture to their competitors, they're one of the few publicly traded companies. So they have the access to capital, the access to resources and teams around the world, which makes them even more competitive when they're trying to, you know, respond to requests for proposals or RFPs or trying to help clients in the best way. I saw that they had over $44 billion in revenue, which again is insane. And it shows how much of a presence they have around the world. And one of the last things is that they do end-to-end consulting. So they don't just focus on strategy. They don't just focus on the implementation, but they do everything. And I think the best analogy is they don't just help the client, you know, give a map as here is how to get up the mountain. They say, here's how to get up the mountain. Let me hold your hand and show you. And I really want to be part of a company that, again, has incredible culture and all the people that I've met cannot speak high enough, as well as the scope of work. I thrive. I provide the most value when I'm interested in what I'm doing. And I know that that could be a place and I could find a home at Accenture. Well, that's awesome. And that's why you work there. (laughs) You did some (laughs) awesome research. And here's the cool thing about your answer is that all that information you could find. It's not something that's, that's crazy that only employees know, and you have to you know, dive into the deep, dark web to find those answers, but that is probably all on their website, or even just speaking to one or two people that work there, you would be able to get all that information. So AJ, I want to tell you, I did my research on you, and I know that you are a busy guy. You've got so many things on the go. So why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, some of the projects you're working on, and how can people learn more about, you know, the final round? Awesome. Well, again, Michael, I appreciate that you did your research. And again, treat it like a podcast interview for all of the, uh, the audience out there whenever you're walking to an interview. So I do appreciate the, the extra research. And I'd say the, the biggest thing that I'm working on right now is the final round. And I gave a couple, you know, pieces of it throughout my answers in this interview. But the final round is your go-to career platform to help you advance past the final round interview. Um, our main initiatives, we have a podcast, the Find Around podcast, can be found on Apple or Spotify. Uh, we have videos. We're very big on TikTok, Instagram Reels, and YouTube Shorts. And we also have a newsletter that gets, you know, that gives you career content really delivered to your doorstep or to your email inbox. And the main way that we differentiate our content is we have three main seasons. Season one, we interview recruiters. Season two, hiring managers. And season three, success stories. So very similar to how the Offer Letter podcast is very structured, it's engaging content, it's exciting. The Final Round does the exact same thing where our goal is to help you get past the Final Round interview. And you can find us on thefinalround.com on any search engine. And we're going to have all those links in the show description 
AJ, thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you for all those tips and tricks. It was great having you today. Awesome. Likewise. Thanks again, Michael. Thanks so much for joining us today. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. My name is Michael Manzano, knowing soon that you will get your offer letter.